Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Michigan at the 41. What a hit! Ball's free! On the ground! South Carolina deserves to have it, and they do! Well, we are back. We are back. First time going on Believe in South Carolina since the Gamecocks won the national championship in women's basketball. And it is good to be able to say, once again, the University of South Carolina is your national champs. I am Mike Yuba. He is Nick Klaus. And the one and only Marcus Lattimore, who is clapping in the background because he is a happy alum today. Boys, Don Staley and this team won their second national championship since 2017. And we're going to get into all this. This is much bigger than USC. This is much bigger than women's basketball. Don Staley becomes the very first black coach to win multiple championships in college basketball for either women's and men's basketball. Think about that. Pioneer already continues to grow her legacy and continues to just help basketball in both men's and women's. Mm. Mm. Where do you even start? I mean, God, what you, Mike? You 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 th- you throwing out these historical facts, and it, it's you know I I envy the person who will find this two hundred years from now and be able to read about Don Staley and what she's been able to do, what she did in her lifetime, because it's just it's unbelievable. It, it really is, and. You know, the the speech, the speech at the end uh, when they were accepting the national championship trophy, when she says the word, this was divinely ordered. You you can almost feel like, man, God, God like, I mean, were, were we even surprised? You know, I mean, like they beat they they beat these teams. And, and they and they they dominated these teams. Not, not, they didn't just beat them; they dominated them. And I don't know. I, I think it just kind of speaks to what they manifested early in the year. I mean, they were just so hungry, man. You could see it in every single player, like the, the hunger, the desire, the will, the grit, the "I will not be denied" mentality. Yeah, I mean, what I've kind of said a lot, and you can agree with me, you can not agree with me, but, I mean, they played UConn, who's dominated the women's basketball world for years. Now you've seen South Carolina start the season at number one, end the season at number one, and dominate the whole way through the tournament. In my opinion, you're seeing a power shift. You're seeing the power the dynasty shift towards South Carolina and away from UConn. UConn still has great players. They are still coached by one of the best women's basketball coaches to ever do it. But I'm seeing a shift in power, and now South Carolina is taking the top, and they really did because, like you said, they dominated the tournament, dominated the national championship, and now they're national champions. And I think there was some – sorry, Marcus, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just going to say, no, much respect to Gino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, definitely. Look at, look at what he's built, but you could kind of feel it after that first quarter interview. I think <laughs> Holly came over to him. Holly yeah. Rowe came over to him. And I mean, he was just, he just shook his head and it's just like, we're just, we're, we're overwhelmed. Like, it was like a swarm of, like, like you're being covered by a swarm of, of bees. Like you just couldn't, the, I no, but yeah, the power. Go back to that, Nick. I want to hear more about that? I mean, yeah, it's just 
you can see it shifting and South Carolina had this bad taste in their mouth from 2020. They lost, they didn't lose, but they didn't have a tournament because of COVID. And a lot of people think they would have done what they did this year in that tournament. Mm -hmm. So no national championship for them in 2020. And then they get knocked out by Stanford who went on to win the championship in the final four. So a bad taste left in their mouth and Marcus, they would not be denied in any way this was going to be their national championship and they made sure of that and it was just amazing to watch as a student here as a Gamecock fan I mean it was awesome to watch and it's been awesome to see the welcome I mean they they went to the state house yesterday I was covering it for Carolina News and I was in there and all the senate uh people in the senate are cheering game Cox game Cox I mean everyone is just proud of this team and they were not going to be denied a national championship. I want to talk about dominance too, right? Mm. Were they undefeated? No. Did they win the SEC tournament? No. But what they accomplished, 35 wins, program high. They beat 14 ranked teams. Think about that. 14-0 and 0 against ranked teams this season. And, you know, you like some more numbers. If you can't keep up, I'm giving you a popsicle headache. Don't worry about it. It took me four years to pass elementary functions in college. I'm right there with you. But I'll try to break it down as simply as I can for you guys. The 49 points scored by UConn in the national championship game. That is the second fewest points any Husky team has scored in tournament history. You have to go all the way back to 1992. Nick wasn't even a thought back in 1992. You have to go all the way back to 92 when UConn scored 47 against Vanderbilt. So the fact that South Carolina, we talked about from a historical standpoint already, right, with what Don was able to achieve, his program was achieved, William Boston, you can just keep going down the list. Destiny Henderson, the career high 26 points, which helps her draft stock going into the WNBA draft. Um, as she's one of the 12 players that was selected to attend the WNBA draft coming up this week. They also hand Gino Oriema his first loss in the national championship. They did things that when you look back years from now, I mean, who knows? I mean, who knows when Gino will hang him up? Bottom line is Gino's first loss in a national title, right? You go down and maybe it has, I don't know, Wikipedia, wherever it may be that you get, you know, greens for all the national titles and you see red, that first red, that first red block, that's a loss. And who did that? South Carolina. And he was coaching his ass off too, Mike. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, you know, in that first quarter, first, second quarter, it was like a heavyweight bout. It was like watching, uh, you know, Ali and Frazier coach against each other. Like it was, you know, he would put pressure on them. And then, you know, once Dawn felt the momentum, she'd call a timeout. And then, you know, it, it was fun. It was fun to watch at first. But golly, I mean, it was he felt it. You know, and, and, you know, even before before the clock hit zero, I mean, UConn just just I mean, they just sat the ball down and said, you know what, this is this is your court. So let's this put it all, let's put it in perspective now. So I was in Minnesota. Marcus is out in Oregon. Nick, you were in Columbia. OK. I'll tell you this, the scene out in Minnesota, the support that this team. Oh, my goodness had and has had not just this season but all obviously the last couple of years the fams it was incredible and this is kind of where we're going to go with tying in football because obviously believe in south carolina is mainly a football podcast however when you have significant events that take place at the university of south carolina it's worth bringing up it is very worth bringing up but there's always ways to tie it back in the scene that you saw back on campus the scene in in the fountain is incredible we saw the love that this university gave to the men's basketball team in 2017 and i say men's team in 2017 because of course we know the women's team won it but i think unfortunately for the women's team it was overshadowed a little bit because the men's team made on made a deep run that's just the reality of it. it they made a deep run Men's team would play one day. The women's team would play the next day. It just wasn't the same feel. It wasn't the same energy. There's still plenty of people that support the women's team. Don't get me wrong. 
but it just wasn't the same because, I mean, at that point, it was kind of like spring break where it's like, oh, I'm going to wake up again. Oh, i got to go drink again. It was a little different. This time around, it was all on the women's team. And to be able to see them get that national title, number one, was awesome. But to see the support on campus, we, we've talked about this before. If football ever won a championship, I don't even know if five points would exist the next day. But, Nick, what, what was that like? Women's to see the campus come out and show that number one, what was that experience like? But number two, what is your thoughts on just if, if football was able to do something like that, just from a student perspective, after experiencing that night for women's basketball? You know, I mean, first off, I'll say this. I, I was, um, you know, I work a lot with covering sports, so I wasn't able to fully experience it as a fan, as a lot of my friends did, but you know, I was, I was on campus. I was seeing it firsthand and also all my friends were there as well. And um, I mean, it's still going all, all the hype, all the love. It's still going days later. I mean, that first night, obviously they won. I mean, people were running from wherever they were in five points running to the fountain. It was, it was unspoken meet at the fountain. And we're celebrating and the amount of people, I mean, you've seen the pictures, you've seen the videos. It's insane. There's nothing like Gamecock fans and just everyone was so proud to have a national championship, you know, in any sport, you're just so excited Um, for women's basketball, a team that's under the public eye. Don Staley has done so much to bring attention to this team and this school. And I mean, it's just unbelievable. And then the past couple of days I've been covering everything from, you know, when's the parade going to be them getting home. I mean, that was crazy. Just the welcome they got when they arrived back at colonial life, everyone was so excited. Everyone, people were, my roommate skipped class just to go and see them get back. I mean, it's been crazy. The amount of support they've gotten and then, like I mentioned, like they went to the state house and all the people at the state house are fans. They're excited to see Don Staley, to see Aaliyah Boston, to see Destiny Henderson, all of them. I mean, it's been crazy. It's been a great time to be a Gamecock. It always is, but I mean, it's even better right now. And Marcus, I want to use what Nick said right there. And I think you are a perfect person to ask this question to. When you see another team on campus win a championship, what does that do to you? Because for you, obviously, yes, you guys were able to elevate the football program, especially during the time period in which you guys were there. You guys beat Alabama your freshman year in 2010. But during that time period, a couple months earlier, we saw the baseball team, Jackie Bradley Jr. and that group. Michael Roth, they were able to win back-to-back College World Series. So you had a chance to be able to see that. What does that do for the psyche as a student athlete when you see another team on campus win a national championship? And how much hungrier does that make you want to be able to go out there and be able to capture one in your sport? Man, you, you, you know what's crazy? During that time, we won the SEC East. And obviously you admit, you just mentioned baseball won their national championships. The support that we got for winning the SEC East, just the East, we didn't win the SEC championship. We've never won an SEC championship. The support that we got, it rivaled the same amount of support that the national, the baseball national champions had, which is that, that, when you ask that question, that kind of blows my mind. But I mean, there's a little bit you you desire that, you you grasp for that, you want that. You you I mean, they're on the they're on the highest stage, playing at the highest level, um, and you know at that time in your age in your age range, that's what you want. You want you 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 secretly yeah you support them, but you also secretly envy what they have right now. All right. And, and that's that that that's it's just you're at the top. You you know, there's there's nobody there's nobody above you at, at, at that moment. And that's <laughs> that's exciting to a, that's a, that's what you want at that age. 
You know, I mean, you, you step out of it and you realize ah, that, that was a little bit, a little bit naive, a little bit shallow, you know, but, but at the end of the day, we were there to play sports, we were there to be a student, but we were there to play sports and play it at the highest level. And uh, you, when, when you see that, when you see that, you want that. You grasp, you grasp for it. You desire it. And if I'm being honest, like I said, you secretly envy them. And because, and because you envy them, it makes you want to work harder. You want to get to the top. You you want that same feeling that they have, you know. Just the just the, I don't know. You 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 watch it this past weekend. You just see the sheer joy, like just jubilation, like all over their faces. All like, and it's it's because they put the work in. Did you stay and- did you stay on campus? Marcus, when, when they had the parades, were you? Because I mean, I obviously you live in you live in South Carolina, lived in South Carolina during that time period. Do you remember going to the parades at all, or, or seeing at least pictures and stuff, and being like, "We want that for football"? Uh, it, like like Nick said, it, it 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 prolongs way after the 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 clock hits zero or that last pitch goes by, or you know, or, or it. it it's a, it's a celebration for a couple of weeks at least, and you're reminded everywhere you go. No matter if you went to the parade or not, I don't think I went to the parade, but I mean, golly, it was it, the the energy of Columbia changes, mm-hmm. and and it's everywhere you go. It's in class. It's 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 when you when you go get some chicken teriyaki from in Five Points. It's it's you know when you go get pizza. It's everywhere. It's a, you can't get away from it, you, it, even if you wanted to. You didn't. You didn't have to have a phone, or all you had to do was walk outside your door, and you know people were in a good. You just you you knew something had changed, whether you watched the game or not, whether you were a sports fan or not. Um, so that kind of it sticks with you. It sticks with you. It it, it really does, and you want it. It's just that simple. You want that. I mean, and Mike, you mentioned this earlier, but that makes me immediately think of what would this be like (laughs) if football were to win, you know, even the SEC or a national championship? I mean, the love that Gamecock fans give baseball and women's basketball as of right now after winning their national championship, you can only – think about what would that be like i mean i'm pretty sure five points would burn down i mean i don't i don't know what would happen but as a fan you're like wow let's get that in football and i'm sure it's the same way with the players wanting to bring it here to columbia it's it's one of those things and and i say this as an outsider you know marcus grew up in this state he played, obviously, for the team. Nick, you, you go to the university. I say this as an outsider, someone that has covered this team for six years now. It's not – what I'm about to say isn't anything that you guys don't know about. It's nothing that the listeners aren't aware of. Baseball can win five national championships in a row. Don Staley can win more national championships than Gino Oriema. Lamont Paris could win three national titles in a row. If football wins one national championship, it will mean probably more to people here. And the reason why is it's just the football state. That does not mean they don't care about women's basketball. That does not mean they don't care about men's uh, basketball or golf or any baseball. That does not mean that. And clearly that was on display this past weekend. It has been on display since the national championship on Sunday and it will be on display next Wednesday when they have the parade down Main Street in Columbia. But the point is this. This is a football state. Everyone understands that. Everyone knows that. Bringing a national championship to Columbia, I mean, hmm. But just the fact of there being a chance to be able to win a conference title, to win maybe just the East, and who knows what's going to happen. Talk about super conferences once Texas and Oklahoma come in. Want to talk about popsicle headaches, how they're going to decide to break that up. But it is just one of those things that 
you can't I, I think if anything, and Dawn hit on it the other day, she appreciates, and it's not patting myself on the back, it's more so than the local guys that have been covering this team going all the way back to 2008, the days when Asia Wilson and her father uh, Roscoe would, would go to basketball games and they would sit courtside because no one would go to games. Can't do that women's basketball anymore. Or the time where maybe just over a decade ago, the women's team had a game scheduled at Colonial Life Arena, a regular season game, and it got bumped to play across the street at the practice facility, the Coliseum for a Miranda Lambert concert. That's not going to happen these days. It's, it's just not. And that's a good thing um, in a lot of ways. But it just goes to show that people care about women's basketball. You can make progress with that, and that's fantastic. But like Marcus said, they do something with football. It's just, it, it's just another level. It's just another level. And, and that's all right to admit that. That's just the reality of it. You can still care about women's sports, women's basketball. It doesn't have to be women's sports. It could be men's basketball. Football is just—it's just different down here. It's just different. And I mean, look, I mean, look at look at the money that's invested into it. We we sit in a fifty million dollar football operations center. You know, it, it really goes back to the numbers and shout out Long family. Long family, Ken and Cindy Long, appreciate y'all. Um, they were in Minnesota. Saw them at the uh, team team hotel bar. They were, they, were, they were having a good time. Always good seeing Ken. They always do. They always having a good time. Um, but no, man, it's Co- – Co- Coach Beamer – Coach Beamer is a very smart man. Uh, he knew to fly to Minnesota. He, he, he knew to be in those stands. All right, and you know, yes, he's cheering, but he also, he's also taking notes. No, if, if, if there's no one thing I know about him, he is a lifelong learner and learns from everybody. You know, when he goes support, yeah, he he of course of course he's watching to support as a fan. Don't get me wrong, but um, he's picking up on everything at that hockey game, everything at the basketball. I mean, that that's just that's just a part of his of of, of the person he is. You know, and that's gotten to. That's why he's a head coach and had the success that nobody expected last year because he is a lifelong learner. And, yeah, he South Carolina, just like any other state in the southeast, it, it's, it rivals Christianity. You know, football, football is on that same level. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's that it's, – it's just etched into the – into the DNA of the place, like into the soil. Uh, there's a number of reasons why, but man, it's, I, yeah. I mean, we, we I can mean, only imagine. We can only. I mean, it, it's just you think about. You just mentioned how much money we put in it, but also be here on a Saturday for a home game, mm. even on a season where the Gamecocks aren't that good <laughs> or it's a game, no chance of winning. I remember when we played Bama my sophomore year. I mean, honestly, no chance. We ended up getting killed. But it does not matter what game, how good the team is, what's going on. Streets are shut down. Everyone is walking around wearing their jerseys, wearing Gamecocks apparel. I mean, it consumes the whole entire city of Columbia. And that's a huge reason I love going to this school. You love waking up on Saturday in South Carolina because it is different. I mean, there's a lot of, like you said, in the Southeast, it's the same way, but that's how it it's done down here. I mean, football means everything. And Saturday is your day for football. And mm-hmm. you can't imagine what it would be like if, you know, even if you're really good. Well, 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 you know, I grew up 35 minutes away from Clemson. And, you know, this is Believe South Carolina podcast. But As you're wearing your Clemson shirt right now, Marcus, right? He's <laughs> wearing his garnet. Appreciate it, Davo. No, but I mean, it's, it's, you, you, when they won their first national championship, I mean, 
the state the state of South Carolina, it it just you you couldn't get away from it. You, you, no matter where you went. And again, Coach Beamer is a smart man. You know, Coach Dabo is, is one of his co- trusted confidants, one of his good friends. Um, and he's taking notes. He's taking, and, and if there's one person I believe that's going to do it, it's going to be Coach Beamer. And you know what Dabo has built. What Dabo was built, it didn't happen overnight. You know, it, 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 he took over in 2008, you know, and, you know, it took time, you know, but there's the, whether you're a Clemson fan or a South Carolina fan, the, the spirit, and it's just still there, you know, the, the spirit that they cheer with, or, you, you know, just the passion that the fans have. And, you know, people can, th- th- there's always this, uh, idea that Clemson is a cult, you know. Clemson, Clemson has his cult. I respect Dabo and everything that he's built there, you know. But and at the end of the day, what what? Yes, cults are, are kind of related in a religious connotation. But what what's wrong with a good cult? <laughs> you know, what I mean. You, you could you could argue what don't what Coach Staley has built. I mean, just like you mentioned, Mike. I mean, it's what 1500 miles away to minnesota and, and all i it, all i heard in the stands was game gamecock cheers and, and i'm watching i'm watching the game from television you know hey, what I'm, i mean what uh, you know, we, we we throw this word cold in you know they're cold over there I, what's wrong with a good cold oh I'll, I'll tell you what and if <laughs> and i i'm very i'll tell you what maybe like Taylor Swift fans, Beyonce fans, and then I'd probably throw Gamecock fans right in there. Right, there we go. It's one of those fan bases you do not want to get upset. And um, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole of, of the things that transpired um, after the Final Four game against Louisville and the ridiculousness that came out of that with the inaccurate uh, information that was reported from a national media outlet and this is, you know, it's just ridiculous. Um, but the, the point being is you can see a lot of fans as, as Don and, and that fan base like to refer to themselves as um, being very protective of the team. But I'll say this, I'll say this. You see it. You see it when the head football coach, of an SEC team takes the time to fly out there. You see it when a guy like Elshon Jeffrey flies out there. You see it when J.C. Horn, um, if you haven't seen the story on that, little Gamecock Central plug, they J.C. and J.C. dates Bree Beal, and uh, they allowed me to, to share their story publicly for the first time. Um, some awesome stuff in terms of just really how both, couple too. Yeah, as, as, as in terms of just the mindset that they both have, because you got to think about it, right? Football standpoint, you do a lot of undercuts. Basketball, especially playing defense from that guard position, a lot of undercuts being able to create turnovers. So, can um, you imagine the conversations they have sometimes? I mean, incredible. like just, just just about. I mean, not even about sports, but I, I, I just can only imagine what our couple. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you. What, we don't want to look too far down the line. JC will start. JC will, will will send me a text after I, I say all this. If he listens to it, you know. I mean, that's a that that that'd be that'd be one power uh, that 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 child would be drafted in whatever sport they go. Oh my goodness. Um, uh, well, hey, we'll take it one step at a time. <laughs> I can only imagine. But you know, you have the Asia Wilsons there. It's just what I love. Here, here's the thing, and it happens at every college. But what I love about South Carolina is this: people care about their university wherever they go. I'm not a South Carolina alum. Um, I'm not even a Gamecock fan. I've said that before. I build relationships that with people that that went to South Carolina, um, and you want to see them do well. But it's just like being in Boston. And, you know, Jackie Bradley, all these fans screaming for his name. As soon as someone says, you know, go Cox, he turns around, he'll throw up the spurs up. It's just like it's something special to be said about that. There really is. But to see those and not just those people, meaning the, the Alshon Jeffries, the Asia Wilson, the J.C. Horns, it speaks volumes of what it means to them 
that they would travel halfway across the country. I mean, Asia was just at a basketball practice the day before. But I think they were doing something, getting ready for Team USA, and she flies there, and then she flies back. I mean, I just – I love it. I love it. And I think the other thing, too, guys, is when you do something like that from a recruiting standpoint, outside of the fact of who Don Staley is and, you know, the gold medals, and it, it shows that people are invested into that product. Mm-hmm. So – from a women's basketball standpoint, it's it's great, but I think it gives you that taste, kind of like Nick was saying earlier. It gives you that taste for other sports of like, hey, look, this could be this could be us. And I think the fan base, the students itself, themselves, they recognize that they want to see winners. I mean, I think there was a, a USC student that he went to the uh, the Gamecock Barstool account. He, sh- he sent me a DM. He's like. I never experienced the championship on campus as a student. He's like, this is friggin' awesome. It's awesome. No, I mean, in my, in my now soon to be four years, three and a half. Cause I transferred here, which I also wanted to touch on. I've been to a different school. I've been to a different college and I was, at, I was in Tampa. I went to the university of Tampa. Obviously they don't have big football or anything, but That's I mean, I visited art. schools. I visited schools throughout Florida and it is different. You know, I, I am very proud to be a Gamecock and I always will be. And it is different in a lot of ways, but also in my three and a half years here. Yeah. We haven't had a lot of winning. I mean, basketball, we always joke with my friends. We came here one year too late (laughs) because the year before was the final four run and the women's basketball team won a national championship. And so, yeah, a lot of people, pretty much everyone on this campus, I'm a senior, so everyone younger than me too, is getting their first taste of winning. And I was telling Mike and Marcus this earlier, the first thing that comes to mind is what do the other teams need to do to keep this going? What is men's basketball? Obviously, we have a new coach. What do they need to do to now build that program? and the baseball team to get back on track because they're the most confusing team in the history of college baseball um, right now. And then football, obviously that's the main one. That's what everyone wants to see succeed. And that's the first question that comes to mind if you're a student here is how, all right, this is awesome. How can we do this again? (laughs) That's the biggest thing. you have to follow a blueprint. I mean, you better be taking notes from Don Staley. I know that. Um, if if you're any coach, you know you. One thing I I can't I can't leave not I can't leave this conversation. You know, I, without talk, I, I continue to talk about women's basketball because there's something different about what she's done. All right, there's something different about Dabo. Nick Saban, like all, all of these folks. And it's like, it, it, you can almost feel their selflessness. Like it, it's, you know, she goes over and she makes sure, it, one thing about Dawn, she makes sure that everybody knows that they are important because she knows that's important. Uh, I, I think I saw the video of her bringing up Lamont, you know, it, as she was, you know, d- doing the speech, she brought up Lamont and said, y'all make sure you show him how we support. Like, I mean, just acts of acts of acts like that. I mean, it's, I don't I don't know what it's going to take. And you know what, what, but at the same time, and, and what I haven't figured out still is, why South Carolina fans out of, and you know, I, I'm not biased when I say this, I, I know, I know I went to the school and played at school, but unbiased, we are the most loyal. We have the most loyal fan and that. I don't know why. I don't know where that comes from. Maybe it's the formation of the state. I mean, we're between Georgia, North Carolina. They have a bunch of championships. Maybe that's why, but I, mm-hmm. All I know is all the all the ingredients are set up for it. The 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 financial backing, the support, the talent in the state. Um, it, it's and it's going to happen. 
it, it, it's going to happen. It, when? We don't know, but uh, that, I guess that's why we do this podcast, huh? to just continue to, <laughs> to, to build it up. And I think that's the frustrating part probably for so many Gamecock fans and, you know, trying to add that perspective as an outsider. The passion, the loyalty is certainly there, but this is a fan base that that wants to win. They don't want excuses. Um, sometimes to a fault of their own is probably, you know, the lack of patience this fan base has. So I get it. I understand. I feel like I've been here long enough. I've seen enough coaches. I mean, this is the first time um, I'm seeing we'll, we'll see a different men's basketball coach since the Frank Martin era lasted for 10 seasons and I got here in 2016. But the point being is, you know, when you look at wanting to take that next step, you have to ask yourself, okay, where are we? Um, and, you know, I, like I said, I, I, I felt that Frank should have came back for one more year. Um, but that's not the point of this conversation. The point being is when you make a decision like that, you have to ride it out. We know right now for Lamont Paris, from a basketball standpoint, it's going to take him some time. Um, we could be sitting here in a couple of weeks when it's all said and done. And when I say it's all said and done, and there could be what a 90% turnover rate in terms of the number of guys returning next season that are scholarship players. I mean, th this roster is going to look completely different. We know that, but from a football standpoint, you look at what Shane Beamer walked into a year ago. I mean, think about just now. granted there was, some, so there was excitement, right? There was excitement. New coach coming in, new sense of energy that happens all the time. But there's a different feel right now. There's a different sense of energy. As we sit here and tape this podcast just over a week before the spring football game, Marcus, I don't know if you remember, because I know he was, he was, it was before you got to South Carolina. When Steve Spurrier arrived, that spring ball game was the most attended spring football game in USC history. It was just over 38,000. Now, I know it will be Easter weekend. I still think it will give it a, a run for its money, especially being a night game. Even if it does not break it, I think it will be close to it, or at least the second high, the highest attended spring football game. Mm -hmm. I think that shows you how quickly you can turn a program around in terms of that buzz factor. And if you have that buzz factor, I think you can do a lot with it. We've seen that from a women's basketball standpoint. Apples to oranges in some regard, different sport. But when you have people that are invested outside of it, the fans, the alumni, the Letterman winners, right? When you have those people involved and invested in a program, it can help elevate you. So for South Carolina for football right now, you have the success in year one under Shane Beamer. The question now is, what else outside of that buzz factor and outside of obviously the obvious answer, which is winning, can and do you have to do to be able to take those steps um, next to be able to potentially and hopefully be able to be in a situation where we're talking about them just like the women's basketball program? Hmm. That's tough, Mike. I, I mean, you embrace it. You have to embrace that momentum. You know, you you have to embrace that energy because it, it, it's there, like you mentioned. Embracing it, you know, some which which Coach Beamer will. Um, people want to win. People want to win. We want to be winners. Um, a lot of things are. I think a lot of things are aligning though. We, we have we have a lot of weapons. We have a lot of tools at our disposal on the field. Um, I think it's going to be. Uh, I, I think we have to more than more than anything. Yes, ride that wave, embrace that momentum, but also, man, just it really just goes back to keeping the main thing the main thing. Mm, hey, guess who said that all tournament long. 
Don Staley and the women's basketball program. I mean, I'm not saying they created that phrase. I know there's someone, you know, who's just negative, wants to yell at the clouds, have fun, yell at the clouds. But, it, but it really, it, it, it's, it's the truth. It goes back to like the sim- the simplest things, man. It, it usually really just goes back to that. It's, can you, yes, the noise is there. That's a, that's a part of, that's just a part of the business. You know, like knowing that the noise is going to be there. But I think those who like if you I hate comparing. Why do I always go to compare? But, you know, Alabama, man, they talk the same language. Every single player that gets in front of a mic, they speak the same. They they are. It's almost as if they're focused that they don't. I heard this and I assume it's true. They don't have any signs in the building that says when. Or, or we have to win, or we have to uh, win a conference championship, or win a certain amount of games. That's not their goal. Their goal is to get better every day, and incrementally. And you said something, maybe it was two or three podcasts ago, and this isn't trying to, um, you know, take shots at the old coaching staff, but you, you bring something up that's interesting with Alabama, right? All the players are all saying the same thing. It's that same message. It's that same mindset. I remember you saying something, and it may have been the first episode, how there was just different messages in that building, or it just felt at times that not everyone was on the same page. Yeah. How difficult, and it's not even like I said, that, that that's just talking about something that happened with the old coaching staff. No but from a player's standpoint, and then obviously in the role that you that you used to be in when you were at South Carolina, how difficult does that make the main goal, which is being able to win? How difficult does that make the everyday operation to head in the right direction so that you can be a successful organization? Yeah, well, well, you you don't you don't have a mission, you don't have a vision. You, you're just in the building, and it's uh, you, you 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 clock in and you clock out. There, there, there is no, there is no direction, you know, because because there are so many mixed messages, uh, and we need like young men, young student athletes. That doesn't matter if you're a man or woman. They they need structure. They need they need something to strive for, to look at that's consistent. Um, whether whether that message be focus on the day or um, you know, here at Lewis and Clark, we use pound the rock and pound the rock is a, a, a metaphor for, you know, this, this guy, he's just, he's hitting the rock over and over and over again, you know, and on, and on that hundredth blow, it breaks, you know? So, I mean, just getting them to whatever your message is, whatever you want it to be, Make sure it's clear, direct, and they and they get it. You like wh- whatever it is, and you, you you can't be. It's it's impossible to be successful if you don't know what what you're working for, or or what or what there is to focus on, uh, because there's there's so many things that you're hearing on a day to day basis that you can't really concentrate on one thing, you know, like, and that's, that's huge. It's, I think it's the, I think it's the make or break because you want everybody flying at a V you want everybody going on the same page. Like every, everybody, like we speak the same language. We, we know our expectations at practice. We, we, we know, uh, what we're trying to do, what we're trying to get out of spring ball. Like, what, what's the end goal for spring ball? You know, what's our goals for the summer? Like, just these small things. It, it's, it, you know, the Patriots, they use the non-obvious. Focus on the non-obvious in everything that you do, in every drill, and when you're watching film, in practice, like, I, that. that's clear to me. When I hear that, when I hear the word non-obvious, okay, so I'm focusing on the details. Like that's something that's just, it makes a lot of sense. 
if your message doesn't make sense, I mean, you, you, you got people, you're going to have groups. Then you're going to have groups within groups. And, you know, now it's now it's not a team. It's it's, it's divided. Um, so, and, you know, and, and again, <laughs> Coach Beamer's a lifelong learner. I mean, he's been around the best. And that's something that's that's obviously clear. Above all else, love your brother. You know, I'm I'm so with that message because it takes us out of the equation. Who whoever it like, yes, Jaheen Bell is a star, but in his mind, he hears above all else, love your brother. You know, yes, Aaliyah Boston is a star, but somehow all of these superstars are playing selflessly. How? How do they play together? Well, it's a clear message from that coach. Whoever that uh, who whoever that coach is, this is for like any program. I mean, it's how do you get how, how are you getting all of these how, all of these players who could be at any school they wanted to, literally any school start being all American. How do you get them to come here and play play for each other? I mean, it, it's yeah, it's um, it's everything, Mike. I think I really think it's everything that message that you're the, the the message that you're that you're selling you're you're really selling it and then hope hopefully it cements like hopefully it cements in their mind and um because belief we we're gonna need belief at South Carolina you know I mean we, we don't we're not gonna pull five stars from I mean Georgia has a roster full of five stars. And they're all from Georgia, you, you know, So, and, and you, because it's a bigger state. Uh, we're not going to have that luxury at South Carolina. So you're going to need belief. You're going to need these, these things, these non-tangible things. But what I kind of noticed in what you said, Marcus, is kind of at the beginning, I remember when you talked about your recruiting process, about kind of seeing – a vision for yourself. Mm. And then also you mentioned like, it's not about a vision, but I don't think those really contradict in any way because yeah, they're showing you a vision for, you know, what you can be, but you need that in a way you need that when you're getting recruited, because like you said, Georgia's got a roster full of Georgia kids that are all five stars. South Carolina doesn't have that luxury. So when you're recruiting these kids, you got to give them something a vision to look at just like you said but at the same time once they get there and i think that vision is also that coach beamer showing that message of love your brother if you come here you're going to be supported by all your brothers and you're going to support your brother and you're going to do this together so they kind of can go hand in hand i think in the recruitment process to get those kids kids here and i think that's something coach beamer does very well because while you were talking i was like i want i was thinking i need to i want to ask if he thinks coach beamer's done this well giving them just a message and in my head it's you know it's that love it's love loving each other loving their teammates so and that's exactly what you said so he's done very well to not just give them a message when they get here of what they're trying to do but also showing these kids what they can be at South Carolina, but not alone, but not alone. You have to. And it's actually the story that I'm going to be writing later today on Gamecock central. I asked Beamer this the, the other day at his press conference on Tuesday, I asked him, I said, you know, Shane over the weekend and I'm, you know, paraphrasing here, but said over the weekend, Don said a quote, I didn't word exactly this way to him, but Don said something that was probably the best quote she has said all season. And it was sharing that going back to last year with her starters and in the offseason saying, hey, look, a lot of you that are coming back, your roles might change. You might not even, you know, start a game. You might not even see that much time uh, in a game. You might not even practice that much because we have the highlighters, which are their practice squad men that practice with the team. She's like, you might not even practice that much mm-hmm. in terms of the actual scrimmaging in practice. You have to embrace your role. And if you don't like your role, you better fake it. Because if you want to be part of this team, we have no time for anyone to slow us down. And one of the and I, and I build all that up to say, which this is this is the part that I love. 
when you win a championship, people remember you. Don said, I've won three gold medals. What you don't hear often, though, is that I only started on one of those teams. I've won three gold medals, but I only started on one of those teams. But you don't hear people say that really at all, if ever. So the point being is this. Hall of Famer already. She's very well going to be the very first female. Never mind black or this that. Very first female to be inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame as both a player and a coach. I think she cemented it this past weekend. She says that to her players. She's won multiple gold medals. She's won a national championship already going into this season. That coach says that to you. How can't you buy in? How can't you buy in? So for South Carolina, and no disrespect to Shane, does his resume line up the exact same? To Don, no, but that's all right. He comes from a football family. Everyone knows who Frank Beamer is, college football Hall of Famer. But it's believing in what your coach is telling you. And with the depth that they have, and this is what Shane was sharing, the running back position, tight ends, receivers, the depth right now, he said, is better than it was a year ago. And when you bring guys in, especially in all three positions, from the transfer portal, you have to have guys truly buy into what the mission is, because if not, they can enter the portal. And while competition is a core value of their program, you have to love them. You have to show love. And then they also have to realize, as he said the other day, they have to trust you that you are going to put this team in the best position to succeed, whether that is them being on the field or a guy in their positional room. And that's that trust that you need to be able to develop with your players. And if everyone can be on the same page with that, which not saying it's not more difficult in, in basketball. I mean, there's less spots in the court. You need guys to buy in. If you don't, I mean, it's real easy. And Marcus knows this. I mean, it goes back to high school, Nick. I mean, you played high school sport. Football is so difficult to be able to get everyone on the same page because there's about 100 people. Never mind the coaching staff and everyone else that's with the team. There's 100 people. There's 100 different personalities. The way you talk to one of your teammates might not be the same way you talk to about another 60 of them. It is night and day. It is very difficult difficult to get everyone to buy in and be on the same page. If you can do that, though, and we've seen that at Alabama, we've seen with the Patriots, it's it's possible. You can, you can do a lot of great things. Special people. Spe- special people who are able to do that. I mean, it's, it's not easy. It's, it's – but but what it is, when it when it does come together, it, it's it's so it, it's just a it's a beautiful song. I mean, like you 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 just you watch, and you, you you watch any team that's been successful, like and then it 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 comes together. Uh, I think that's why. Coach, but but here's the thing. Coach Beamer knows that, and he's up for the challenge to do that. You know, because if you if if you ask if you ask Coach, you know, when he comes on, I'm gonna ask him. You know, like, you know, why do you coach? Like, what? Why do you keep coming back to the craft? You know, the long hours. You know, his uh, his jet miles. Golly, I mean, how many miles he putting on that jet? Let me borrow that. I need to go to the Caribbean this summer. Um, but no, like, man, he's the, the, he works so hard, you know, his family gets to be a part of it, which is beautiful, but man, he, does he have time? Like he's consumed by it. Like this is his life. He's dedicated his life to, I don't even know if you call it coaching. It's, it's, it's 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 mentoring, it's coaching, he's a psychologist, he's a you know, politician, he's all of these things wrapped up into one. Um he does it because but because of the satisfaction, you know. I I'm pretty sure it would be something along the lines of that. Why why he why he would say he continues to do this. Right. It, so we got somebody that wants to do the hard work at a school where there where it's very hard to win if we lose sight of that as fans Mm. um it's 
I don't know. We're not gonna we're not gonna find too many people like Coach Beamer, like uh, at a place like this. You know, we we see what happened with these coaches that we brought in, and they're here for two weeks or three weeks a couple years ago. You know, uh, well last year. I mean, it, it's I mean they don't give a damn about South Carolina. You know, they, they they're going where they feel is is best. You know, it's best for 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 them, I guess. I, I I don't know the reasoning behind that and how that how all of that transpired with with Bobo and Bobo and the crew. You know, leaving and and, and being here for a few weeks and then live. I don't know how that worked. You know, but I mean, we got somebody that is willing and able, like able to take this. I mean. I'm not. I'm not comparing again. Never mind. Let me just shut up. <laughs> I, I, I was about to use the Dabo example again. It, 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 I mean, but it, it's it's so similar, you know. And he wanted to be there, and he's still, and he's probably going to be there, ride his whole career out. And they gave him the liberty to create what what needed to be done. For, for for all the things to come together, so uh, it's man, we, we we got a gym, we have a gym, and um, it's just it's gonna take a it's gonna take a little bit of time, as as everything does, as everything does, and I think that's the theme around this whole podcast. It's just been patience, you know, just mm-hmm. like Don Staley. I mean, Don Staley wasn't wasn't winning the first couple of years, like she's what she's created now, but. She said it on her Netflix special. If you have patience, you will be successful. She she clearly states that on her Netflix special. We we need to take that advice in, in life and, and also with our football team because something special is brewing. And I think people know that. I think fans know that. And the big thing about Coach Beamer is and you touched on it is that he wanted to be here he he wanted to be here he cared about south carolina and with that coaching staff before that whole thing you know as a fan you were upset because they didn't want to be here and it was kind of good riddance get out of here we don't want you if you don't want to be here and beamer brought in this whole thing about coming home to south carolina And if you're a fan here, if you're a student, if you're an alum or you found a home here in Columbia and you love the Gamecocks, this is your home. And you want people to care about it. So, I mean, I remember when Beamer got hired, people didn't know if he was qualified, if it was going to go well. I didn't care. I was just happy someone who wanted to be the coach of the University of South Carolina, who loved this school as much as the fans do, wanted to be a coach. And I completely agree. South Carolina has a great head coach, has someone who cares about the program and is going to do everything in his power to make sure that it is successful. And, you know, you do. You just got to be patient. And it might take a little bit of time, but, I mean, the first season went well. So let's see where we can go from there. I feel like like when I think about Coach Beamer, it's like this. It's like. 50 cent back in the say back in the day when he says get rich or die trying mm. you know like so I, I i feel that same i feel that same attitude with coach beamer like he he's gonna get this th- he's gonna get this thing right or he's gonna die try die trying i mean it's just 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 look at it. just look at what he does look at how he interacts look at what he's created the women's clinic. Like, I mean, seeing the pictures from that, like, it's just, I don't know. It's special. It's special. That back in the day, 50 Cent, man. Bringing back some good memories. Poor 50, man. Poor 50 during the uh, Super Bowl halftime show. People making jokes, calling him looking like a buck 50 now and saying, you know, <laughs> poor, poor 50 Cent, man. You know, and he was hanging upside down. I'm just yeah, like, man. oh, boy. You know, hey, that's what happens over time. Damn, man. Oh, that was good thing. Well, guys, we're going to wrap things up here. We have the spring football game coming up next week. Very, very exciting. I do want to drop this, though, uh, this little tidbit just in case you did miss it. 
the national championship parade. A little different, a little different. It's going to be next Wednesday at 6 p.m. down Main Street. So uh, depending on when you're listening to this, trying to do the math in my head, which is not one of my strong points, that will be Wednesday, April 13th. Um, that'll be down Main Street, and they'll have a little uh, little rally on the State House steps like they did last time. So uh, fingers crossed that weather will permit, and it will be good. And uh, if any of you guys are heading down to the Masters, safe travels. I'll be heading out there myself. So if you see me, come on by, say hello. Um, always good being able to meet some of you guys out there. It was great. I haven't shared this with you guys. Out in Minnesota, um, had some people come up saying they enjoyed listening to the podcast, some uh, some fans. So we appreciate other sports, other sport fans listening to, uh, to this podcast as well. And uh, if you want to sponsor it, let us know. I actually got to go back, guys, to talk to you guys. We actually had someone reach out just the other day on Gamecock Central about that. So I'll get you guys caught up on that. But we appreciate you guys. If you, you know, listen to us on Apple, give us a five-star review. We really appreciate that. And uh, if you want to sponsor us, shoot us a message. We'd love to be able to have you on board. This is Believe in South Carolina. We'll see you guys very soon next week. Go Cox, baby. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.